Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lillian, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 117. I'll read the third verse. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, which wert and art and evermore shalt be. In number 117.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, Let All Worship God in Spirit and in Truth. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. From the Bible, Psalm. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. John. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized before more disciples than John, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which I am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said. I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that thy said thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, 
I perceive that thou art a prophet. All fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not that the Christ? Galatians, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Romans. Glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good. For there is no respect of person with God. I will now read correlative passages on science and health with key to the scriptures and prose words, both by Mary Baker Eddy. It has long been a question of earnest import. How shall mankind worship the most adorable but most unadored? And when shall begin that praise that shall never end? Beneath, above, beyond, methinks I hear the soft, sweet sigh of angels answering. So live that your lives attest your sincerity and resound his praise. God is universal, confined to no spot, defined by no dogma, appropriated by no sect. Not more to one than to all is God demonstrable as divine life, truth, and love, and his people are they that reflect him, that reflect love. Again, this infinite principle with its universal manifestation, is all that really is or can be. Hence, God is our shepherd. He guards, guides, feeds, holds the sheep of his pasture, and their ears are attuned to his call. In the words of the loving disciple, my sheep hear my voice, 
and they follow me, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God is our father and our mother, our minister, and the great physician. He is man's only real relative on earth and in heaven. We shall leave the ceremonial law when we gain the truer sense of following Christ in spirit, and we shall no longer venture to materialize the spiritual and infinite meaning and efficacy of truth and love and the sacrifice that Jesus made for us by commemorating his death for the material right. Jesus said, The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They drink the cup of Christ and are baptized in the purification of persecution who discern his true marriage, the unseen glory of suffering for others. In Jewish worship, the word was materially explained and the spiritual sense was scarcely perceived. The religion, which sprang from half-hidden Israelitish history, was pedantic and void of healing power. When we lose faith in God's power to heal, we distrust the divine principle which demonstrates Christian science, and then we cannot heal the sick. Neither can we heal through the help of spirit if we plant ourselves on a material basis. The Israelites centered their thoughts on the material in the attempted worship of the spiritual. To them, matter was substance and spirit was shadow. They thought to worship spirit from a material standpoint, but this was impossible. They might appeal to Jehovah but their prayer brought down no proof that it was heard because they did not sufficiently understand God to be able to demonstrate his power to heal, to make harmony the reality and discord the unreality. Our master declared that his material body was not spirit, evidently considering it a mortal and material belief of flesh and bones, whereas the Jews took a diametrically opposite view. To Jesus, not materiality, but spirituality, was the reality of man's existence, while to the rabbis, the spiritual was the intangible and uncertain, if not the unreal. You, whose labors are doing so much to benefit mankind, will not be impatient if you have not accomplished all you desire, nor will you be long in doing more. My faith in God and in his followers rests in the fact that he is infinite good and that he gives his followers opportunity to use their hidden virtues to put into practice the power which lies concealed in the calm and which storms awaken to vigor and to victory. It is only by looking heavenward that mutual friends such as ours can begin and never end. Over sea and over land, Christian science unites true followers in one principle, divine love. That sacred aid and essence of soul which makes them one in Christ. <laughs>
not materially, but spiritually, we know him as divine mind, as life, truth, and love. We shall obey and adore in proportion as we apprehend the divine nature and love him understandingly, worrying no more over the corporeality, but rejoicing in the affluence of our God. Religion will then be of the heart and not of the head. We worship spiritually only as we cease to worship materially. Spiritual devoutness in the soul is the soul of Christianity. Worshipping through the medium of matter is paganism. Judaic and other rituals are but types and shadows of true worship. The true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. All Christian churches have one bond of unity, one nucleus or point of convergence, one prayer, the Lord's Prayer. It is matter for rejoicing that we unite in love. And in this sacred petition, with every praying assembly on earth, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When the doctrinal barriers between the churches are broken and the bonds of peace are cemented by spiritual understanding and love, there will be unity of spirit and the healing power of Christ will prevail. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Him. We'll sing him 196. I will sing the second verse. Let all that now divides us remove and pass away like shadows of the morning before the blaze of day. Let all that now unites us more sweet and lasting prove 
a closer bond of union in a blessed land of love. In 196. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 6, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone to all of our services in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Our Sunday morning church services are held at 11 a.m. And at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. That's where we talk about the week's lesson and other current topics, 
and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our lives and in praying about world events. So please join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. We have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state and call in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the dedicated phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. Our next Saturday morning Bible study will be on Saturday, December 16th at 10 a.m. The questions um, and information about the Bible study are all posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So keep an eye out and be sure to join us on Saturday morning, December 16th at 10 a.m. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature in print and on audio. There are always new items being added, so you're bound to find something that will meet your need. And we have 17 additional websites in various languages so that people around the world can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, Please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. 
Thank you. Good evening. And thank you for those very inspiring and thought-provoking readings. I'd like to express my gratitude tonight to God for his many wonders wrought through Mary Baker Eddy's amazing Christian science, the science that Jesus practiced in the hills of Galilee. To practice this science is to know without a doubt that God is present, that good is present in the face of anything seeming otherwise. Here at Plainfield, I've learned in the last several years to let nothing unlike good go unchallenged. With confidence and joy, we can face whatever is tempting us to believe that God, good, is not present. When the slightest suggestion of cold or flu, of ache or pain, of annoyance or resentment, of jealousy or self-pity, when anything unlike good comes to thought, we can detect it and face it down with the truth that God is here and now when we refuse to entertain those intruding thoughts. Only the qualities that God expresses, which Mary Baker Eddy defines for us with the seven synonyms for God, are present, and the power of this presence is beyond measure. Thank you, thank you to the Plainfield Church for spreading God's word to the world. Good night. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead, please. Thank you, um, Florence, for those beautiful readings. They were very inspiring. Um, I'm so grateful to be here tonight and express my gratitude for what I've learned through Christian science about my purpose in life. Yesterday, while getting my hair done, my hairdresser and I got into a conversation as we often do, about God and the Bible. She knows I study the Bible and am comfortable talking about God with her. Yesterday, she started talking to me about a client who was involved in a lawsuit. My hairdresser asked her if she believed in God, and she said yes. Then she asked her if she was familiar with the story of David and Goliath, and she said she was. The client proceeded to tell her about what she knew of the story. My hairdresser told me how she tried to help her see the universal message in the story. Even though in this woman's experience, the battle seemed like she was up against some Goliath of a law firm, she could trust God to guide her in her situation. My hairdresser felt confident that what she was led to say to her client came from God, not from her. She was a little surprised herself about what came to her to say, but her client seemed to be more at peace by the time she left. I reminded my hairdresser that that is the purpose for our being here. It is to bless those we encounter whenever the opportunity arises in whatever way we are led. Sometimes it is just knowing that everyone we see is God's image and likeness. And sometimes an opportunity presents itself to speak the word of God to one who needs comforting. 
But whatever job we appear to be doing at the time, it is the way in which God uses us to glorify him. She looked at me with the biggest smile and said that she had been asking God for an answer as to what her purpose was in life. She then said, oh my gosh, that's the answer I have been seeking. She realized that being a hairdresser had a much bigger purpose. I could tell that she was, she was, as she was finishing blowing drying my hair, a peace had come over her thought. I was so grateful that it came to me to say what I said. With the support of my practitioner, I have been acknowledging the spiritual fact that, Ms., what, that Mrs. Eddy says in Science and Health. Quote, whatever holds human thought in line with unselfed love receives directly the divine power, end quote. Here was proof that when I am earnestly desiring to get self out of the way and let divine love shine through me, this is the love that blesses all, including myself. I am so grateful to my practitioner for pointing out to me when my thinking is less than Christ-like. It's done with such love and the assurance that it is no part of my Christ consciousness. I am so grateful to Christ Jesus, who illustrated through his teaching and practice that the laws of God are the only laws, harmonious, omnipotent, and omnipresent. I am very grateful to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and to our Father, Mother God, the giver of all good. Thank you. Kathy from Washington, go ahead, please. I must give thanks to God for my practitioner's support and for all who help at the Plainfield Church to get this pure Christian science out to the world. My hope is to give back what has been given to me over these past few years. My Thanksgiving testimony. We were at my son's for Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, I felt very lightheaded, and I really didn't like that feeling. I hadn't had it in a long time, and it usually went away with a review. And this time it didn't, and it scared me. It was an old fear from something that had happened a long time ago. Then an extreme fear came over me, and then I lost control of my whole body. Well, I quickly turned my thoughts to God then, because I knew in that direction uh, where it was taking me, it wasn't good. As I did turn to God during this whole episode, Angel messages of God and myself kept coming to me. I knew I couldn't fear this because no matter what appears to be wrong, it is just malicious animal magnetism. If I believe these symptoms is real, are caused by something material, are caused by false suggestion, then I would be believing in a power apart from God. So stay in the art, Kathy, and it's okay to ask for help. Is what came to me. I seem to be drifting out of consciousness, but not totally. 
I knew God was my consciousness. I managed somehow to keep grasp of my phone, even though I couldn't move my hands or keep my eyes open. So I didn't know how I was going to call my practitioner. Miraculously, though, uh, her number was on my phone screen, just sitting there ready to call. I managed to find the call button and say something, and I knew she was help when she got the message. I stayed in the ark, and I never lost consciousness. Eventually, my husband found me slumped over, and he thought lifeless. But I answered him with a word or two. He couldn't move me because I would get extremely worse. He asked me if he could call 911. I said no. I was conscious and could hear all that was going on. And I could hear my son being very fearful, so I prayed. I knew all I was dealing with was God, the only presence, the only mind of everyone there. Then I remembered I needed to be grateful first, like in the booklet, Songbirds Before the Dawn, Tunes Before the Dawn by Myrtle Smith. I had been pondering this booklet for a couple of weeks and uh, about gratitude, praising God first, then the darkness will go. I was thinking, what could I be grateful for? <laughs> well, it was Thanksgiving Day. Well, I was very grateful my husband was calm and respected my Christian science way of life. And even in that serious situation, it would go along with what I wanted. I knew I was safe no matter where I was because I was in love care always. But because he couldn't move me and to allay my son's fears, I consented for them to call an ambulance. When they arrived, uh, I didn't want anyone to move me. But I got my courage up, and I trusted God, and I told him to move me. It wasn't good, but I knew this was an illusion. Malicious animal magnetism, trying to get me to think. I was material and separate from God and subject to other causes or powers. I stayed firm in my thought that no way I was going to choose the power apart from God, no matter what it threw at me. I knew what error was trying to do, and God would give me every thought I needed to overcome this false picture. God has all power, and God is my life. By the time I was in the hospital, I felt a little bit better. I could start moving my limbs and speaking a little better. I tried opening my eyes, but the room would still move around, so I kept them closed. They did a lot of tests, and I refused any meds offered. I knew I didn't need any. Pretty soon, moving me only bothered me a little and the ill feelings were quickly subsiding. I knew I still had to stay in the ark. I knew only true x-rays or scans are in Genesis chapter 1. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. 
They can only see good. They can only see what God sees. Is the only mind, their mind. Right when I, right then, I could open my eyes. I could see clearly, and I felt fine. I could move perfectly fine. They couldn't find anything wrong. All the tests came back good. They weren't sure why, but I was. There was no other cause or anything in control of me but God. Thou shalt have no other God before me is what I held to. I was determined not to give power to this illusion and to keep turning my thoughts to God. And to my son's bewilderment, I got myself dressed and I walked out of the hospital well. I felt a little tired was all that left very soon after. I learned at Plainfield, if you start feeling better, don't stop there. Don't relax. Don't leave a way for error to get in. Don't fear. Rebuke. Stay in God's honor. Get the lesson. Get the blessing. Stay in the ark. Never come out. Staying in the ark. Staying conscious of God's all presence and power with my protection. And being grateful no matter what the picture presented, was a good Thanksgiving lesson. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Thank you, Florence, for the beautiful reading. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. I'm so thankful for discovering the Plainfield Christian Science Church. Each week, I look forward to hearing the testimonies given on Wednesday night. I'm thankful for the people that write the weekly Bible lessons. Reading the weekly Bible lessons each morning is such a great way to start the day. Christian science has transformed my life in such a positive way, and I'm so happy about everything I'm learning. The more I am able to pray without ceasing, love other people, and see the beauty all around me, the happier I feel, and the more I am attuned to God. I love how we learn at Plainfield the importance of praying for other people and our world. In these past few years, I have had countless experiences of healing with my animals, my children, my job, and coworkers. Too many to list. I hear and see so many people struggling to survive in this frenzied world. I truly believe Christian science is the answer to a happy and fearless life. Knowing that God is always with us, meeting our every need whenever we reach out to him. I'm thankful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science and sharing it with the world. I'm thankful to my practitioner for her loving support and everyone at Plainfield for all you do to continue to spread Christian science throughout the world. Thank you. Thank you. That's Shardy. <laughs> I would like to express my gratitude this evening for Christian Science and Mary Baker Eddy, also included is the gratitude for this Plainfield Church and my practitioner because it is here 
that I have learned the truth about Mrs. Eddy, which has been obscured before by a former branch church. Lately, I have been thinking a lot about Mrs. Eddy, perhaps because of this sacred season and how she taught us to be consecrated in quietude, observing the Christ appearing, and not get taken over by secular activities or frivolity. I was well aware of Mrs. Eddy's love for children, and this fact was made evident once again when learning through my practitioner about the cards, quote, cards, unquote, that Mrs. Eddy had sent to the Sunday school children at Christmas time. They are very beautiful, designed, and contain the Lord's Prayer with her interpretation, the 23rd Psalm with her interpretation, and two of her short prayers. It took some doing of the part of the people enlisted for this project, and at one point Mrs. Eddy declared her disgust with the delay in this lovely gift for the children. But finally the cards were delivered on Christmas Day. Her affection for all children was demonstrated when each year shoes or boots were made available to all the town's children. I was shown a thank you letter written by an eight-year-old boy who had received shoes, and he thanked her for her kindness, written beautifully in cursive. One of my favorite healings by Mrs. Eddy is of a baby that was placed lifeless upon her lap, and while praying deeply, she felt the baby move, and when she opened her eyes, she saw the baby smiling up at her. There are hundreds of healings witnessed or reported of Mrs. Eddy, and thousands more that have gone forth to bless all mankind. There are many books and biographies written about Mary Baker Eddy, which can be found on the Plainfield website. But as she has stated, if you really want to know her, she could be found in her writings. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful tonight that we are able to come to this church and enter into his gates with thanksgiving, as was said in the readings tonight. Thank you, Florence. As a member of this church and with regular practitioner support, I have found my place in God's creation. And after many years, I've grown to completely trust that God will continue to guide me and all of us in what we do each day. What a gigantic difference from the way my life was before coming here. I was so lost and fearful then. It is a joy to learn Christian science in this church and to see God working here and everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Lawrence, for those inspiring readings. And many times I feel that my world has, and it has, really changing for the better once I got to this church. Prior to being in this church and not knowing Ms. Baker Eddy, 
life was a, a matter of basically a lot of dodging, dodging, trying to stay in the way of good and out of the way of bad. I did pretty good at it, and, uh, but it wasn't helping anybody else. And I had this ache in me that we need to fix this world. And uh, God, I'm sure, heard it and got me here. First, I found that <clears throat> the truth was healing a, a, a person, a young a black uh, daughter of a professor in Michigan, where I went to grad school. And that so amazed me that, uh, well, it, I got stuck, <laughs> that I wanted to know more. So I found the world is no longer, is, like Ms. Zetti says, it's one race, one realm of color. It's, it's, God is the same for everyone. The life became so much brighter and happier and expectant of fairness versus struggle. So, and I've seen it here. I have uh, was without a job at one point. I <clears throat> left it, my and zealous, eager to be <laughs> involved here. But you got to work in order to even walk the, the way. So uh, I did, I was urged to get back to work, and I did. I went for interviews, but it wasn't until I collapsed a little more Christian science that I get the job. I had to recognize that I wasn't out searching for a job, but I was wanting to except what God was going to provide. And it was uh, like Martha Wilcox says, it comes from within, consciousness. And if you have a consciousness of good and the things of God and, and how God works, uh, God is reflected and you express and pray and wait for his direction. You'll see, and those are the things that you'll have versus this one thing or another, which is not always good. And it worked. And uh, it's just been so beautiful to not to be out competing and trying, striving with other people, and, but instead going in, in, and finding where God wants you and the blessing he has for you to do. It's always a blessing. And thank God, thank God for what Florence says. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Like Mrs. Eddy said, one race, one realm, one power. There are no colors or hues or whatever. It's just good. I thank God for Mary Bickery for, for giving me that, that freedom from that, that peace of mind that I, I'm sure had uh, light that so other people grasp in places I go. Thank you. Thank you. Letha from Ohio. Lisa. Lisa. Lisa from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful readings, Florence. I wanted to express my gratitude uh, for God's loving protection. Earlier this week, I went to see my mom, and uh, my niece and nephew live with her, and when I got there, my nephew and my mom were waiting for the plumber to come uh, to fix something and repair something in one of the bathrooms. 
And um, while we were sitting in the kitchen, um, the plumber, he came shortly after I arrived, and he needed to shut off the water. Um, so it was in the utility room, which is right next to the kitchen that we, where we were all sitting. And he came out and he asked my nephew to come in to the utility room. He wanted to show him something. And here the pipe to our water tank, hot water tank, had come disconnected, become disconnected from it. And he was explaining how dangerous that is, that carbon monoxide, you know, would escape out of there and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and I went in to see as well. And though, for whatever reason, it didn't really alarm me. And he kept telling me the same thing over again. I think he didn't, I don't know if he didn't think I understood the uh, seriousness of it or not, but I did. But for some reason, I just kept knowing that, um, you know, God, God was right there with us. I don't know how long or when it happened or how it happened. He said, you know, let me just repair this for you right now. I can secure it and um, everything will be fine. So um, he did that. And um, I told him that I was very grateful, um, you know, that he noticed that and was able to repair it for us, even though he was there to fix something in the plumbing. Um, but I just felt that it was God-guided protection. And I was uh, so grateful. And I think about that often this week, um, just knowing that God's loving protection, God is with us always. And I am so very grateful to God. I'm grateful to Christ Jesus, the way and the way shower. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy, our discoverer and founder of Christian Science. And I'm so very grateful to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and practitioners and all of you that work so very hard um, at Plainfield. Your website is absolutely wonderful, and I uh, can't imagine being without it. Thank you. Thank you. Kara from New Mexico, go ahead, please. That was old even then, but it has always stuck with me. A man had been diagnosed with a supposedly virulent and terminal cancer, and when nothing else worked, he reluctantly turned to Christian science. He was healed, not only of the cancer, but far more importantly to him, of a range of difficult what he called personality traits that had made his whole life quite challenging. He was also healed of the desire to smoke, which he humorously acknowledged was not necessarily a desire he had wanted to be healed of, but at the end of the day, he recognized that his entire life was transformed by Christian science. That testimony helped me see that often we think we're praying to be healed of something, when in fact, it's usually a wake-up call. It's always a wake-up call to step into the truth of who all of us were created to be, whole, complete, loved, and loving, as created by divine love. I thought of this testimony after Sunday's roundtable about the weather. A long time ago, I was on the second leg of a plane trip when the pilot announced that we would not be allowed up from our seats because the ride was going to be hella bumpy due to storms over the mountains. 
As a kid, I had loved flying, but by that point, I had been struggling with fears of flying for quite a while. So I opened my lesson, and there it was, the story of Jesus on the boat with his disciples, all of them freaking out like I was after the pilot's announcement. And Jesus wakes up and says, Why are ye so fearful, O ye of little faith? And then he calmed the storm. I thought, do I want to keep being fearful and of little faith? No. So despite the fact that I was on a plane that was roughly the size of a paper towel tube, I just prayed, and that truth was so clear to me, and that flight was smooth as butter. Sure, you could see the lightning, but you couldn't feel it. Since then, I've had countless opportunities to pray about weather announcements on flight. At first, I always had to remind myself of the truth over the clamor of my physical senses, but more and more, the thought came quicker. Did God announce the storms, or did mortal mind? Who are you going to believe? And the flights got smoother and smoother. But even better than the smooth flights was the realization that my joy in flying and soaring above the clouds of human fears and limitations had returned. In the beginning, sure, I was praying for smooth flights, but now I see every flight as an opportunity to demonstrate the oneness of every single person involved in that flight, and flying is like the best spiritual retreat ever. So the real healing is how close I feel to God when I fly. But this Sunday's roundtable was a reminder that I don't need an airplane to feel close to God. To pray about the weather daily is a way for all of us to claim our oneness with God as the safety and supply for every single person on this planet. And when I remember that, remarkable things happen. Last winter, meteorologists were calling for a horrible ice storm, and I remembered to pray, and there was no ice, not for us or anyone. But in a 10-mile radius around my house... We had the only snow of the year, and it was so beautiful. Every opportunity we have to turn away from the predictions of matter to the joys of spirit, to demand the blessings of challenges and find the truth in prayer is a gift from God. Thank you, Plainfield, for the teachings and meetings and readings that remind us all of the grace of practicing this practical science. Thank you. Imogene from Australia. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank my Plainfield practitioner at this magnificent, independent Christian Science Church. I have experienced much learning and blessing through studying at this church and sometimes just by listening to the pure Christian Science teaching by our practitioners here. A few years ago, I fell off a ladder during some home renovations. As I fell, I prayed, Father, protect me. And he did. I narrowly missed bashing my head on a brick wall on the way down. And I landed hard with my foot caught in the now collapsed ladder rungs. The pain was intense as I untangled my foot from the ladder hinges. Remarkably, the skin wasn't even broken but the pain was excruciating. I worked with a Christian science practitioner here in Australia, a holy man of God. For three days, I used a scooter to get around as I couldn't even touch my foot to the floor without intense pain. At the end of this time, I could gently touch my foot to the floor, began to gently walk, and my foot healed 
although it has always pained me in the years since. Since coming to Plainfield Independent, there have been many times when this pain that I had been accepting would completely cease. Often when speaking with my Plainfield practitioner, the foot was completely pain-free after a call, even though I hadn't even mentioned it to my practitioner. The teaching here has shown me that it is not human opinion, it is not personal conviction, and it is not human personality that does the healing. It is our Lord, God, Omnipotent, King of all, who does the healing. And studying the pure Christian science of Mary Baker Eddy makes this healing accessible to us. Last week, I did finally mention my foot pain to my Plainfield practitioner for the first time. Well, I am not sure when, but the pain has totally stopped. My foot is now completely healed. This was my practitioner's holy prayer that did this this week. We are taught here to resist the idea of human history that we are fresh each day in God's good morning. I erroneously thought I was stuck with a painful foot, and God in Christian science taught me so much better than that. I am very grateful to this church, as I cannot imagine how I would have been able to continue learning about God and studying Christian science without this church, learning all the works by Mary Baker Eddy, and all the writings of our precious early workers, many of whom learned directly by the woman herself, Mary Baker Eddy. I'm so grateful to this church. Just every day, every day I am amazed at how God introduced me to Plainfield Independent. I am amazed at the incredible blessing of studying at this church. I thank our Lord God Almighty. King of the universe, for life, truth, and love. I thank you, Lord. I thank Christ Jesus for his incredible, loving, heartbreaking sacrifice and the joyous triumph that he lived through. And I thank Mary Baker Eddy for her loving understanding of God and Christ Jesus and showing what life really is. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead, please. Hey, it's Lenny. Um, I want to thank Florence for those beautiful readings. I mean, what a healing message for our world right now. Um, like... <laughs> Everyone else that's called in, I'm very grateful for independent Christian science and the light it shines on, on everything that we do. I had a really neat experience this uh, past weekend I wanted to share. Uh, my husband and I have been looking for a house for a very long time and have had no luck. It was really starting to wear on me. And uh, on Friday last week, I finally called for some practitioner support. Um, I should also say that Earlier that day, I'd started to feel some twinges of pain in one ear, but I'd just been kind of ignoring it because it hadn't bothered me all that much yet. Um, and I was kind of focused on this other thing. So she and I were talking about um, things like motives, you know, the desires in the move, um, 
I know she and I had talked about that before, and I'd really thought that we had that I had done um, some really good weeding out of some not so godly fears and motivations that I had recognized that we're not blessing our our house hunt. And so at this point, I was just kind of wondering if it was animal magnetism keeping us from finding the right place. So she told me to study Martha Wilcox's article, The Power of a Right Idea. And I hadn't read it before. So when I hung up with her, I went and found it immediately on our 24-7 reading room website. Um, one of the first things that really jumped out to me was just how clear Mrs. Wilcox is in conveying the oneness of God and man. Uh, something about the way she described it, I guess, just sunk in a little better with me because I, I started to feel that there was just no way that I could not know divine mind's will or plan for me because God and I couldn't exist without each other. So suddenly it felt less like God was way over there somewhere doing his thing and that I had to do my best to get to him or at least, you know, keep an eye out for his smoke signals. And I felt more that sense of like, you know, he's right there where I am. Um, so I was I was really loving that idea, but as the day went on, my ears still kept giving me these really sharp, frequent flashes of pain, and they just kind of got more and more persistent. So I started finding myself starting to try to figure out what had caused this. You know, like why would this start stop hurt or start hurting like that? You know, but I haven't done anything. I haven't been outside in the cold, and I realized I was like, okay, I got to shut this down because this is just looking for a material cause. So instead, I decided to think of it as like a reminder that. I'm trying to listen for God. You know, I'm trying to use my ears, my the spiritual sense to listen for God and hear his decision. And that was going to be the lesson for me. So I, I kept with that that night. Um, it wasn't super easy to get a peaceful rest, but I, I was pretty persistent with that. And I continued to work with the article the next day. I also really loved what she said in the article about angels as mind's messages. She calls them powerful impressions of good that we can hear when our consciousness is prepared to perceive them. So I was holding with that and, and just, you know, staying focused on that through the day. And by the end of the evening, I realized that the ear twinges had become uh, very infrequent. And I basically stopped thinking about my ear altogether. Uh, I had a very peaceful sleep Saturday night. And then by the time the round table came around, I realized there was not a bit of sensitivity or pain in my ear. It just, it felt completely normal, like just perfect. So it was kind of neat. It just, it was uh, lovely how that how that unfolded, and I'm just very grateful for the experience um, and for feeling that new closeness to God. Um, I will also say on a side that we did have a very interesting new development in our house hunt, but I will save that for another time. So, again, um, very grateful for this experience. I'm so grateful for the support from the practitioner and the inspiration that led her to give me this article to work with, and very grateful for Mrs. Eddy for the gift of this science that meets every human need. And thank you all for all of your testimonies tonight. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, period. It, it just is amazing. I wish that all our doing helps everybody else all around the world to know this truth that can truly make you free. I have a testimony from Kenya. I wish to express my deep gratitude to the Plainfield Weather Committee for praying for Kenya. We were having a drought and I asked the Weather Committee to pray for the rain for us. I also prayed that God lovingly governs Kenya 
and that divine love would beat our human needs. With all the beautiful prayers of the weather committee, the rains came and refreshed the earth. Now everything looks so lovely and green. I and others are so grateful for the inspiration and the time spent by this weather committee in prayer for us. I believe there are now 20 participants on this weather committee. How wonderful. Another healing, uh, this is from someone in Maryland. Thank you, Saint Hill Church Independent, for the wonderful work you're doing. The practitioner from this church once shared the statement with me that every discord is mesmerism without intelligence, power of the ability to be real. It is powerless and nothingness. This truth has blessed me in many ways, and I am very grateful for it. I would like to express gratitude for the recent healing in which the above Christian science truth was proved. On a bright and sunny day, I went out to work in my garden, and about an hour later, I went inside the house for lunch, but shortly after, I experienced a sudden illness. I was shaking to the point that I was incapacitated. I quickly sent a message to my practitioner in this church and was very grateful for her immediate response. Within an hour, the seeming discord was rendered powerless. Over the years, I've read and studied Psalm 91 and learned a lot about this psalm from Plainfield Christian Science website and the roundtable discussion, and I'm very grateful for all your teachings. This faithful day, through the power of Christ, and the work of the practitioner from the church, I was awoken to what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High as his immortal perfect child. The next day, I was about my business as usual. On page 162, Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health, we keep the scriptures. Mary Baker Eddy writes, Christian Science brings to the body the sunlight of truth which invigorates and purifies. Christian science acts as an alternative, alternative, neutralizing error with truth. It changes the secretions, expels humors, dissolves tumors, relaxes rigid muscles, restores carrier bones to soundness. The effect of the science is to stir the human mind to a change of base on which it may yield to the harmony of the divine mind. I'm very grateful to God for Mrs. Eddie's discovery and for her gift to all mankind. Thank you, Princefield Christian Science, for your gifts to all that venture to your website. I cannot be grateful enough myself to be here tonight to hear all those who are living the science to attest the mighty power of the God we serve. Thank you. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children, lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. <coughs> Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. In number 58.